You are listening to the Delay and Pray podcast, episode number 38. Welcome to the Delay and Pray podcast, where certified Catholic and weight loss coach Beth Bubick teaches you how to permanently lose weight through spiritual fasting. Get ready to gain faith and lose weight through a joyful transformation of both body and soul. Now, your host, Beth, the Catholic Fasting Coach. Welcome back to the podcast, my friends. I am so excited as we just welcomed into the world another grandchild this week. He is so sweet and absolutely perfect, and I just can't get over the feeling of being a grandma. It is the best feeling in the world. Babies and birth are just miraculous, and I am so grateful for this little one and his parents. So what about you? Are you expecting any miracles in your life? not talking just about babies or grandchildren, but do you believe in the power of God so strongly that you know that he is working through you to do mighty things? Well, let me tell you, he is, and he wants to create miracles in your life right now. You just have to believe in him and his mighty power. You just have to make time with Jesus and his blessed mother and make them your best friends and just watch the miracles pour into your life. I call it spend time with Jesus, bend time with Jesus, and it is seriously a miraculous thing. So how do we do this? We do it through the prayer and sacraments of the church. This is how you open yourself up to all the grace God has for you. It's in reading the scriptures, praying the rosary, and participating in the sacraments. St. Thomas Aquinas says that natural law inclines a person towards the good. He explains that we have a natural inclination to perfection because we want to go to heaven to be with God face to face. And the way to do that is to strive for perfection. So how do we reach that perfection? It's in acquiring virtues. Firstly, we can acquire human virtues through our own efforts under the guidance of reason. This is done primarily through education by consciously choosing to do what is good over and over again until we acquire the virtues that we are seeking. And this is often done through perseverance. This is why trials and suffering are so important because they are the ones that build virtue. You cannot buy virtue. You have to earn it. The other way to acquire virtue is with the help of divine grace from God. This help from God is a way to find greater strength and agency to practice the virtues. Through these grace-assisted virtues, which we call moral virtues, we gain self-mastery over ourselves, even our weight struggles, or any other weakness we may have due to original sin. With Jesus involved, these virtues help to forge a truly Christian character, the ascent to perfection, and the way to reach the dreams that God has written on our hearts. There are four primary moral virtues, which are called the cardinal virtues. They are prudence, justice, fortitude, and temperance. I'm sure you've heard of them. These are the ones you want to pray for and strive to acquire. They're cardinal because that is the Latin word for hinge, which means that these are the ones that all the other virtues are hinged upon. The book of wisdom in the Old Testament states, for wisdom teaches temperance and prudence, justice and fortitude, and nothing in life is more useful for men than these. That is chapter eight, verse seven. 
One of the most important virtues under these fab four is fasting. Developing the virtue of fasting will help you in so many areas of your life because you first learn to delay and pray sugar, flour, and alcohol, and then you can delay and pray almost anything. In the early church, Catholics were required to fast of all kinds of food year round, and especially for the entire season of Lent. That isn't the case anymore. At this time, we're only required to fast two days a year. Yep. Ash Wednesday and Good Friday. And sadly, most Catholics don't even do that. That fast is not even a complete fast. It's basically defined as one normal meal plus two smaller meals that when combined does not even equal one normal meal. It is difficult to build the virtuous habit of fasting around two days a year that at best is just paring down our food a bit. So we have now two options. We have a lot of options actually, but listen, we can look back and follow the ancient church and take it upon ourselves to eat fast and feast all year round while attaining optimal health in body and soul, while we also help the souls of others. This is the road to virtue, but we need help. Just like the virtues, fasting involves a two-tiered approach. First, we need knowledge to learn how to fast. We need a daily and weekly regimen to help us. We need tools and prayers and sacraments and good, healthy meals. But more importantly, we need to be aware of our minds and the thoughts that we are thinking. We need to focus on serving others rather than ourselves. And we need grace from the sacraments. We need all of this to build the virtue of fasting, but it starts with our thoughts. St. Paul, in his letter to the Philippians, captured the idea of virtue and the living of a virtuous life like this. My brothers, your thoughts should be wholly directed to all that is true, all that deserves respect, all that is honest, pure, admirable, decent, virtuous, or worthy of praise. That's chapter four, verse eight. With this in mind, the classic definition of virtue is a habit. This is what we've been talking about. This habit inclines a person to do good and avoid evil, and it begins with your thoughts. As a life coach, I've learned that your thoughts do do determine your results. This is the thought model that I teach. I learned it at the life coach school, but it is based on the writings of St. Thomas Aquinas. In his book, Our Thoughts Determine Our Lives, Elder Thaddeus, who is a Serbian priest, says, All of creation, everything that exists on earth and in the cosmos, is nothing but divine thought, made material in time and space, because we are made in the image of God, His energy, and life is in us. And to repeat that last line, because we are made in the image of God, His energy and life is in us. We have His energy. We have his life. It's within us. And throughout the book, he proclaims that our thoughts do not depend on our circumstances in life. He says that we choose our thoughts. He says that if our attention is directed toward our circumstances in our lives, instead of dealing with our thoughts, then we are drawn into a torrent of thoughts that do not serve us or others. And that negative or hurtful thought, well, that cannot give us peace or tranquility. Hence the title of his book and his mantra, which is, Our Thoughts Determine Our Lives. We know we are spiritual creatures and that our thoughts are spiritual and greatly influence others. It is common sense to reason that thoughts of kindness, abundance, sharing, and love will affect those around us. 
If we turn our thoughts and desires to communion with God and others, as with spiritual fasting, then we live our best life to the fullest. But as we know, we need a regimen to help us, especially with our thoughts. We need to get our thoughts on paper out of our unconscious to our conscious brains so that we can interrogate them and pass them through the reason cycle with Jesus to see if they're serving our highest good, which is God himself. We can certainly do this on our own and with a Catholic mindset coach and a spiritual director. But do not miss the most important thing, the sacraments. The sacraments are a necessity to mend our thought life. Attending daily mass as much as possible Weekly adoration and monthly confession are crucial to helping us sort out our thoughts and receive the grace that is necessary to shift those thoughts to love and abundance. When our decisions are made from these positive emotions, then we show up meek and humble of heart. This is where our happiness lies. This is the hard work, but there are easy ways to do hard things. One of those ways is to pray and go to church. There is time in your day. You give him a few hours and he'll give you more hours back. That's how he works. Spend time with Jesus, spend time with Jesus. According to Elder Thaddeus and many saints, we are the architects of our futures while collaborating with God. We can choose our thoughts. Through Jesus Christ, we have divine power, divine life, and divine energy to help us. This is the will of God. So how do I live his will? How do I know what to do? Well, we bring our thoughts to him. He will renew our minds. We can pray and fast for grace and virtues. We can read scripture. Thaddeus says, and I quote, we can keep guard over the whole world by guarding the atmosphere of heaven within us. If every individual did just this, we would have no war. War begins in our own hearts and minds. St. John Chrysostom says, no one can harm the man who does not injure himself, not even the devil. So we must get to know ourselves and what we are thinking and why, and then change those thoughts if they're not serving us. This is the path to sainthood. The other day I was in the worst mood. I was letting myself drop into the feeling of discouragement because I had thoughts of just having way too much to do. I was catastrophizing a bit and I was journaling about it and finally took my thoughts to my coach and we uncovered an unconscious thought that was wasting the hours in my day. And it was this, I should just drop everything. The circumstance, which is the fact was that I have two new grandchildren and my calendar was full and I didn't feel like I had enough time for everything. The thought that came out was I should drop everything. This is what was causing me to be discouraged and literally not follow my calendar, resulting in me actually dropping the ball on some project deadlines, along with not really giving more love to my grandchildren or family in the end. I was just ruminating about it. So see, the thoughts do determine your results. Oh my. With prayer and coaching, I was able to realize that I could just pause my calendar for a few days, shift around some dates, reprioritize some items, and love and appreciate my new role as a grandma. After coaching, I ran to adoration and mass and God to help me figure it out, the result being better than before. I don't have to drop everything, but I can certainly shift some things with the help of Jesus to glory in the births of these babies. So here's my new thought. Babies and business can certainly go together in creative and interesting ways. 
And if I spend time with Jesus, he will bend time with me. The Lord gives us his sacraments for guidance and strength. I cannot live without them now. I certainly can't fast without them. These are the great forgotten gifts of this material and spiritual world. No wonder the world is going bonkers and the culture is reaching new lows. After COVID, the statistics are that barely 20% of Catholics are attending Sunday Mass. This means that there are a lot of Catholics not striving for virtue out there. And if you're not striving for virtue, my friends, you will ultimately get stuck in vice. Oh, so let's fast and pray these people back to the church. We are the remnant and it can be done if we do it together. God reminds us that he is present in the world through physical structures and material things so that we can use our exterior senses to know him. It's interesting to think that he created our five senses just to know him. And yet we often are not discerning about we let into what we let into our minds and bodies through these senses not focusing on our number one goal of serving him and others with both body and soul. So what are you letting into your five senses? Listening, tasting, seeing, touching, even smelling. Are these things holy and good and striving for perfection? Right now, this is really so difficult for all of us because our cultural worldliness keeps creeping in and we have thoughts of like missing out on all of the fun. These feelings of what I call FOMO, fear of missing out, and guilt. This is what I was having with the thought that I I probably should just drop everything. You know what? Those kind of thoughts never work for our highest good and they need to be shifted. Again, that thought that I got from my coach, Nika, was this, what is the easiest way to do hard things? That is the thought that started me on a path to think about like, okay, what is the easiest way to do hard? Huh, let me think about that. And so the answer, well, first with God, he brings the miracles. So let me pull him into my thoughts first and ask him, what's the easiest way to do hard things? What if the fun life is God? What if he's the fun? What if he is the ultimate spiritual being who brings the best fun? This is a mind shift. Can I still have fun with a very full calendar and grandchildren that are far away? I think I can. Some of the most fun people that do very hard things that I love to be around are nuns and priests. Man, they are fun. Examples could be uh, Sister Josephine Garrett, Sister Dee Dee Byrne, and several local nuns who I know and love. Priests as well. My own nephew, Father Jacob Meyer, who I miss dearly, He is fun. He is in the Navy now, floating out in the ocean, administering sacraments to many military personnel, also floating on 15 other ships. And he helicopters from ship to ship on a daily basis, bringing the sacraments to each one of them. He is seriously virtuous, but if you know him, he is so fun. And all of these people do the hardest of things. They really do. And I'm sure they think the same thing. So like, what's the easiest way to do these hard things? That set me on a path to finding the answer. And I realize that these people, they live and breathe the sacramental life. And that's what I need to do too. I can follow them as a lay person. Fulton Sheen often discusses the sacraments in many of his talks. He says that God uses material things to convey his great love for us. And that's okay. 
One example he gives is the grand architecture within churches and cathedrals. These are majestic examples of symbolism of the life of Christ. And he says that indeed, if we let him, God draws us into holiness through our exterior five senses with the majestic beauty within those walls of the church and outside too. If we take time to notice, we can understand through the music, the incense, the devout prayer, the gestures, the statues, the altars, the vestments, the golden chalices, and so much more draw us into the divine life. And if we take the time, we can understand that, yes, it's hard to get to church, but the easiest way to get there is just to go, to put it on your calendar and to go because the reward is so great. This is the essence of being Catholic, the smells and the bells. There is reward there. And do we realize that Christ himself is the greatest sacrament in the Eucharist? Fasting comes alive here as we empty our bodies, preparing our hearts and minds for him to enter our own beings. This is the real meaning of Catholic fasting. It is a manner of loving the Eucharist. In the persona of Christ, the priest says, this is my body given up for you. And when we fast and pray and are hungry and close to Jesus, I do find myself thinking, Lord, this is my body given up for you. We always follow our best friend, Jesus, because that's the way it goes. Fulton Sheen describes Jesus as the God man, our high priest, because he passed through our sufferings and trials. God, as the supreme sacrament, pours down his love. He pours down his power and grace from heaven through these sacraments, through material things and human natures. He uses all of it to channel his divine life. This is the way that he spiritualizes the material world by making the material world serve him. Yes, Fulton Sheen says that God spiritualizes the material world by making the material world serve him. That is beautiful. So how do we acquire the virtue to successfully fast off food? How do we muster up the strength and fortitude to be uncomfortable to serve him who is our life and our love? How do we let the divine life of Christ and his healing power pour into our souls? We do it through the sacraments. We must begin here. And it also starts in our thoughts. To get to the sacraments, we must do hard things. Explained by Fulton Sheen, the sacraments are simply the spiritual life events that parallel our bodily or physical life. It is so beautiful. He describes seven conditions designed by God through the Catholic Church for leading a beautiful God-centered physical and spiritual life. And here they are. The first step of the bodily life is that I must be born. And it is heightened by the spiritual life of baptism into the life of Christ. The second step is I must nourish myself with food, heightened by the spiritual life of the true food of the Eucharist. And the third step of the bodily life is to grow, to physically mature and be responsible, heightened by the spiritual life of confirmation in order to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. The fourth step of the bodily life is to heal the wounds of body and soul, heightened by the spiritual aspect of confession. And the fifth bodily life step is to drive out traces of disease, heightened by the spiritual life of healing the sick. 
The first five sacraments, he says, are those dedicated to the individual's physical and spiritual well-being, while the last two sacraments are given by God for the good of society. That's pretty interesting. So here are the last two. Population of the earth and community as a bodily step, heightened by the spirituality of the sacrament of marriage. And the last one, number seven, is we need government. Government is needed for civility, heightened by the spiritual aspect of the divine government, which is the priesthood. So he has paired the entire time, he's paired the seven bodily steps of life with the seven sacraments and how the seven sacraments completes our bodily life, which is absolutely beautiful. Our Catholic church is here to take care of us, meeting us at every stage of life if we choose to partake, and we must. These sacraments are divinely created to give us the graces to do God's will. These graces are conferred upon us by Christ himself. So what thoughts do you need to get you to daily mass, adoration, and confession? What thoughts are necessary for you to fill out your food protocol and journal so that you can gather data for fasting and losing weight permanently through God? What thoughts are necessary for you to stick to a plan when it gets uncomfortable? The sacraments are essential to to achieving spiritual fasting at its highest level, serving our highest good, which is God himself. Through fasting and prayer, freedom and healing can be restored in you and in your homes, in our country, and in the whole world. But we must get back to church. This is hard stuff. What is the easiest way to do hard things? The answer, by first shifting your thoughts. Because guess what? Your thoughts determine your results. If you like the podcast, please subscribe and leave a five-star review if you would, so others will hear the great message of Catholic fasting and getting back to the sacraments this year, getting back to church. We need to fast for that, my friends. Have a great week, and I will talk to you next week. May God bless you and keep you always. If you are interested in learning more about spiritual fasting and permanent weight loss, then come join my course, Delay and Pray, a 12-week guided course for weight loss through spiritual fasting. You won't go through it alone either. I will be there to coach you every step of the way. This is a group coaching program where you are part of an amazing community of like-minded Catholics who have the same goal as you, to bring about miracles while losing that weight permanently through spiritual fasting. Your purchase includes an online course detailing what spiritual fasting is, how to do it, and all the tools you need to get you the results you're longing for. Head over to my website right now at thecatholicfastingcoach.com and get the details on how to join. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, and LinkedIn to always get the latest daily information to help you keep fasting, my friends. Can't wait to see you in there. May God bless you and keep you always.